Right now, Red Sox front office report this week with Sam Kennedy, which is brought to you by Unified Office, where they help restaurants maximize revenue and avoid placing customers on hold. See unifiedoffice.com for more on that. And Sam joins us on the Harbor One hotline this morning. Hey, Sam. Good morning, guys. How's everybody? Good show last night. Yeah, it was good. We we got a uh, little cooperation from the weather gods, and uh, we we got it in. It was great. We got another one tonight, and we just uh, keep trucking here. Was uh, last night was was that a sellout? Yeah, it was. Um, uh, they had a, a great. I think right around thirty thousand, uh, about four thousand seats more than sold um, the the last time. So it was uh, really great crowd considering the weather and uh just a just an amazing performer billy joel looked and sounded good i, I understand you were there greg i was yes i outside in the rain uh with the you <laughs> know with the, with the real fans dedication yeah, dedication yeah, yeah i was gonna buy there was like a hundred dollar poncho that you could buy but i didn't mm. i didn't do that i think that was a billy joel item not a red sox item <laughs> They didn't have my size. Um, So, Sam, I wanted to start off and ask if it is a concern for you that the team has yet to hit the the threshold when it comes to vaccinations. Yeah, absolutely is. It's been a concern from the beginning. We've been trying uh, as hard as possible to convince uh, everyone in our, not only in our front office, but in the clubhouse that we, we really, really hope everyone will get vaccinated. We've got um, uh, amazing take up in the front office and most of the players are there, but we still, we still do have some, some holdouts and, you know, you just worry that um, especially, especially with this variant raging that uh, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna hit uh, everybody at some point. So, um, we've asked uh, our, our players to, to to get vaccinated. We've tried to provide as much education as possible from doctors, from um, people they trust, and so we've made progress, but we're, we're still not at 100. percent So uh, until that uh, day, we're just going to keep keep trying to educate and 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 convince folks to do it. You see what happens when you're not vaccinated. You can have problems. The Yankees have run into a few problems. Some other teams as well. So it is a uh, it is a concern. What's the number? The is the Major League Baseball number eighty five percent? Is that yeah, eighty five percent is the threshold uh, that you need to achieve to have uh, certain uh, protocols relaxed, and we have not hit that threshold yet. Uh, we're close, but uh, but we're not there. Uh, when it comes to the trade deadline, I think that there uh, there are some fans who uh, would wish that the team had done more. Uh, some would some would say that uh, you're frugal like, like I am. Uh, were you, uh, as you look at it now, were you happy with what Hyam did at the trade deadline, or do you, I mean is this a team that is going for it or is is not going for it? Yeah, well, it's um, it's a fair question, especially because going into last night we had lost uh, five games in a row post trade deadline. I certainly wish that hadn't happened. Um, but no, we're absolutely going for it. Uh, we have a team that we feel is, is built to compete in the postseason. Just incredible effort, great resiliency all year. I, I think we're a game back now after 109 games. Um, one of the problems is just how tough the division is. You know, Tampa and New York and Toronto are all 
uh, fighting hard and still in this thing. So we were really excited to get Kyle Schwarber. Uh, we think he'll be a, a great addition to this team if you survey the market. Arguably uh, the best left-handed hitter available uh, on the market. Obviously, he's coming off of an injury, so that, that uh, tests people's patience as well. And then we were able to pick up uh, right-handed pitcher Hansel Robles and Austin Davis, a left-handed pitcher. So really complementing um, what we needed to do in, in the back end of the bullpen. Um, so we think we got better. We think we improved. Um, but we, we, we certainly ran into a buzzsaw here the last uh, four or five nights. So it was great to get back on track. But there's a ton of confidence in this in this team from ownership all the way on down. And uh, looking forward to go. I think we got 53 games left. It's going to be a sprint here in, in the AL East. There, there was a report on MLB MLB Network, I believe, that uh, ownership was pushing Hyam to do a deal for Scherzer. Is that accurate? No, it's not. I'm, I'm actually glad you raised it because I was uh, I was interested just as a uh, 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 intellectual exercise to see if uh, I could find out where that report came from because I know uh, it's not true. Uh, it was completely false, um, and and so we actually did look into it. And um, I guess there was some misinformation out there, which which happened. What uh, what John Henry, what Tom Werner, what I did. Um, was what we've been doing ever since the day uh, we hired Hyam Bloom back two years ago, and that's to encourage him and, and his team to keep doing exactly what they're doing, which is uh, working to build a sustainable operation, win at the major league level, which we're doing, build up our farm system. That's the key for long-term success. So um, that was uh, unfortunate that there was a, a misleading uh, report put out there, but uh I guess that, that happens from time to time. So we, we move beyond it. And I think uh, Hyam actually clarified it as well uh, last week. Ownership was incredibly, incredibly supportive of, of the moves we made. And um, I think uh, our baseball ops group will, will echo that, uh, that sentiment. Sam, when you guys go into, like, the trade deadline time, do you ever sit there and go, okay, there are players out there that we know can help the team win, but we know if we sign them, it'll be a big splash, and that will get fans to look at it and go, we are really going for it. Because you talk about you know really going for it, um, and sometimes maybe that's about adding big names. Do you guys ever take that into consideration when you're trying to evaluate who you're going to trade or what guys you're going to go after? Yes, certainly. We we definitely recognize that, um, you know, name players or, or star players will uh, ignite the fan base and get them excited. And we have, uh, over our 20 years here, had a track record of absolutely bringing in big name free agents, signing star players, whether it's, you know, J.D. Martinez or Chris Sale or extending Vander Bogarts, um, players like that. Uh, but what we really try to do, especially at the deadline, is to fill the needs that we think uh, the club has to, to try and go deep into October. Um, we're rarely, we don't like to be sellers at the deadline. That means we've done something wrong coming into the year. Um, so it's great to be in a buying position. Um, and, you know, it, it's interesting. Sometimes the, the big splashes that, uh, you know, you don't make are the ones that uh, that, that help you out. I, I go all the way back to 2004. I remember when we traded Nomar Garcia Parra at the deadline, and um, boy, that was uh, that was a controversial move. It, it ended up landing us Orlando Cabrera and Doug McKavich and, and shored up 
what we thought was a, a problem with the team, and that was defense. And um, we all know what happened. So it's uh, it, it's hard in the moment when you know maybe if you don't make that splash or sign that big free agent um, because we know you know the fans deserve and expect uh, commitment, and 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 we've been there, we've done that. Um, but sometimes you know the the best moves that you make are a move for a guy who may help you in a pinch hitting situation late in October. So you have to look back on the deals and see see how they worked out. We'll see. We'll see how successful we were at this trade deadline. Um it's gonna be it's gonna be tough in this division but but we're confident and again like I said it's good good to get back on track last night. Sam, you've talked about building up the organization and kind of the hard balance between the present and the future. When you look at Schwarber, who you just brought up, what was most appealing about him both for the present and the future for the Sox? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, He's a guy who has been in the postseason, has actually come back from injury (laughs) to contribute mightily in the postseason. Uh, Everyone knows what he did in in 2016. Um, And so beyond the bat, which we needed to add some left-handed pop to, to this lineup. Uh, beyond the bat, uh, from all of our work and intel and research, he is an incredible force in that clubhouse of positivity, uh, leadership, uh, setting the right example. So really excited to add a caliber of person, uh, someone who has that, that positivity and is a World Series champion uh, to this club. We think that'll help. But then you look at the Yankees, and they were very active. They they. Or whether it's Rizzo or whomever, they went out there and and did deals. Is that does well, that say that? Yeah, they, they had to be they had to be active because I I think they're three and ten against us, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's not so that's not something where you can look at it and go, all right, that's a, that's a team that's going for it uh, with as opposed to the Red Sox saying, all right, we're we're kind of standing pat here and we think this is a team that can that can go all the way. Yeah, I just disagree with the premise that we're standing pat when you when you add Kyle Schwarber uh, and you bring in two uh, pieces in the bullpen, right-handed, left-handed. I just disagree with the premise that we're standing pat. Um, so, and, and I think it's also a compliment to the group that that we have and what Alex Cora and his staff has have, have done. Here we are, what 100, 109, 110 games into the season, we're a game out of first place. Uh, we're, we're we're right there and. and Absolutely, uh, going for it, trying to get uh, get into the postseason, and then uh, see where it takes us. So, yeah, Yankees. Uh, you can never count out the Yankees. They're always gonna uh, gonna try and improve, and they do a great job, obviously. Um, but we feel that we did what was right for us, and they did what was right for them. And we'll see uh, we'll see how the next uh, next 50, 50 plus games go. Should be fun. Sam, one of the things that we were talking about, we were talking about the Celtics and sometimes their struggles on getting free agents uh, to come to Boston. And there's a number of different reasons why that is. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I had spoke about with, you know, so a lot of young black athletes as just like, you know, what there is to do, nightlife for them. Um, you had guys like Mookie Betts and Jackie, Jackie Bradley Jr. who went to other places. When you're talking to potential free agents or some of the guys that you have, do you talk about like what there might be to do for some of these guys, whether it's in the Latino communities that Boston has to offer, some of the black communities, um, and what you know, young guys that want to be able to get out, enjoy themselves at night, like what they have to do in Boston? Because it doesn't seem like there's a lot, especially for you know black professionals to take advantage of nightlife around here. 
Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a good question. We, we, we actually do um, sell Boston very, very hard when we're, when we're talking to whether it's free agents um, or, you know, players that uh, amateur players that are maybe college players and we've drafted them trying to convince them to come uh, to Boston. We just did uh, several recruiting uh, videos. Uh, to try and get um, some players that, you know, that we had signed in the amateur draft, talking about not just uh, Fenway Park and, and having the resources to win championships and the great uh, uh, gym and, and workout facilities that we've added at the ballpark, all that, but, but actually talking about Boston um, and, and what a great place it is to live and bring up a family. And, and you mentioned um, the importance of the black community, the Latino community here here in the city, and that is absolutely something we talk about. You know, the Red Sox have a shameful past with respect to race relations, and, and we address that head on. You know, we were the last team to integrate, and so we talk about our commitment to diversity and equity and inclusion when we're talking to players and, and their families. It is, it is absolutely something we talk about, and um, we are recruiting uh, people to Boston, uh, not just to the Red Sox, but to the city. So that is something that we that we focus on, and we've got great community partners as well that that help us in that that uh, endeavor. Wiggy's solution for the whole thing is to have the clubs <laughs> open all night. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, uh, as the president of the Red Sox, that would not be really your focus. Would be to have the guys out all night uh, on game nights or, or otherwise. Well, you know, it's, it, it, it is interesting, uh, Wiggy. You probably have seen it's just a different uh, brand of of player i don't know if the same is true in in the other leagues but there's a there is a huge focus on you know nutrition and sleep and you know, <laughs> working out it, 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 it is different uh, today's player in 2021 versus uh you know if you go back to some of the championship teams we've had in the past that had um a little bit of a different approach to to nighttime activities we'll just say <laughs> all right sam well thanks you gotta for blow me. off some steam somehow. thanks for thanks <laughs> absolutely we would have had another 10 years in the nfl he uh, had he followed that advice that regimen but uh didn't happen that way so are you gonna are you going to green day tonight <laughs> we'll be there. I'll be. Uh, we we got a day game, so yeah. So we'll, we'll be there for Green Day tonight, and then we've got the Boston show tomorrow night with uh, Belbiv, Devoe, and New Kids on the Block. So a lot, okay. lot of fun at Fenway. Great to have people back after after the misery of the past eighteen months. So it's, uh, it's uh, exciting times. Wouldn't complain if a couple of Zach Brown uh, tickets slid my way for uh, Sunday night. I, I, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know what the suite looks like on Sunday, but uh, maybe you know. Hey, let's be honest, Greg. You've got better connections than anybody at Fenway. I'm sure you. I'm sure you already got front row seats, but we'll find something for you. All right, all right, Sam. Thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, all right that well, is Sam Kennedy, Red Sox front office report.